0: Hello everyone and welcome to The Point with me your host Jeff Spikes. I am excited to be here and share some fresh ideas. It's uh I gotta admit some of what I'm talking about today is coming from a little bit of frustration. Some things that uh I sometimes I get bothered with and when I realized when I, I, I had an inspired moment right and I sat down and thought man I'm gonna write about this and did a little bit of voice to text because I was driving and it's easy to do from the hand, hand signals on my car on my truck and um, just turn it on and go. And um, it, it, you know, that started there and then I stopped and I, when I got home, I got to sit down and write about some things and kind of debrief what I was doing. Then I sat on it for a week and I I wasn't going to talk about this at all because I realized that I was focusing on, the the alligators of the world the little the little bugs the gnats that fly around my head sometimes you know the the things that seem to for whatever reason aggravate me and one of those is when I share something with someone that's been really impactful and fun to experience and that I've seen great benefit from for me or and for others and I and all and they like breath work for example um man we went through a breath work practice well There is a wide assortment. There's so many different types of breath work that can be done and breath work workshops that you can do. But when the initial response from anybody is, oh, I can't do that because, or, oh, that doesn't work for me, or, oh, I tried that once and, ah, you know, when there's something naysaying, and, of course, we just learn to... We just learn to walk away, change the subject, do something different, of course, when that happens. So I thought maybe, maybe I won't talk about that. However, here's, here's a call to action or something that I thought about that gets to the point of this. And one of those things is that's fine if we've identified someone in our lives that's just always that way, but it's another thing when we're passing by people that just are showing up that minute because they happen to be in a place or a mood or a space where they're not open. And I got to thinking, well, there's so much conversation out there about how to become more open. And I guess this is one of the ways, right? It well, this is one of the ways. So one of the ways to get more open is to notice and realize anything we're not open to. Sounds simple, right? But here's a list of things I wrote down that I, I thought would be good. And I just wrote them down and so, I'm going to just read through them so I don't mess it, So, I don't just start going off the rails with this. But one of them is man, talk to text just sucks. Now, the funny thing is, I said that one and it actually kind of got me back into this topic because I was using talk to text and it was all messed up. And I, whatever, I, I had too many half sentences in there. Because if I get on a roll, I will speak in partial sentences, or sometimes in coaching, I'll, I'll ask a question in three different ways all at one time. And, you know, if, I, if that's done correctly, that can be okay. But really, it's question stacking. It's something that doesn't really help the client. But it's uh, something I've worked on, right? So I'm reading, or I did a talk to text, and it came out completely wacky. And I'm like, talks to text just sucks. And I think I even shared that. Okay, so question. Why would I choose to put something out there away from me that is negative about anything? Why? My mind doesn't understand that I'm not talking about that. It it could be me. It could be anything, right? I I could be saying that, internalizing it to myself. And how many times are we saying something negative externally. And what we're really doing is looking in the mirror and saying it pointed out away from ourselves because it's easier to do that than it is to look at in ourselves, human nature. <clears throat> and I would like to say that we're probably all guilty of that at some time in our life, somewhere or another, but the masters, the greats, one of the things that you we get to master as becoming masters of communication of inspiring, of leaving people better than we find them is not allowing anything negative to come out of us into the universe. It could be constructive, but the truth is talk to text does not suck, right? Talk to text has created some efficiencies and made it easier for me to capture ideas as I need to. And however well I am speaking, thinking, and the more clarity I have on anything I'm saying comes out smoother. So it's not that talk to text sucks and it's not that I do either. But it's a sideways sneaky way that, my, that I can tell that I still have something a little bit shady for myself automated, right? Because there's a little part of me somewhere that's still looking to find a way to bash myself. Because <clears throat> what I'm really saying is that I suck. And I don't. So we can just be clear on that. We can all look in the mirror. I recommend you do this right now. As a matter of fact, I I really challenge you, look in the mirror. Say, you're amazing. I am amazing. I'm wonderful. I mean to put a, well, let's just slow there, right? So because what I mean to do and what my intentions are, there's where I'll start hitting that rabbit trail. So let's just stop there. But So talk to text doesn't suck, but the minute that I have a problem with it, it sucks because I'm just going to say it does, and that's the way it is, and I move on. Now, we can have fun with that, right? And we can just allow that to be in a comic way, but the truth is, if we utilize talk to text, and if we really do it enough, it can become smarter, it can increase its ability to understand what we're saying and learn from our corrections— and it can get easier and easier and better all the time. Another one, since I've been working with people and since I wrote, since I wrote the book and really started getting it out there of designing your strengths and I started doing uh, you know classes on Facebook and at other places for that, giving people a place to come and investigate how they might design their strengths better. One thing I heard is, man, I'm terrible at visualizing. Okay, well, is that true? Right, and I think about, uh, I, th- I think about a baby, a young, a young, Well, I have a granddaughter and she's w- watching her stand or try and stand and try and walk and do all these things at that stage. And I watch other kids out there doing the same thing. And there's no off button to, well, I'm not going to they where they're, they all of a sudden are like, well, this is just stupid. The floor sucks. <laughs> and it's, and all the things around me are terrible and I can't do this anymore. They just keep getting up and trying over and over and over. And if, and if something hurts, they cry, they let it go. And then they try it again. And there's an instinctive continue happening. There's a, there's an instinctive just push forward, move forward into what we do. So why, as we get older, as we, as we age, and as we get into our maturity, As much as we mature and then we start griping about um, immaturity, of course, but we mature and we we have the ability to find places where we've lost, we've allowed discouragement and doubt and other things to slide in somehow and take over a little portion of our life or a large portion. And all of a sudden we are not just getting back up and moving into what we're meant to do next. We are allowing things to slow us down or get in our way. So there's, a, there's another thing to think about. If we have a new, a meditation's another one. Boy, I, I don't think I can, I don't know how to meditate. I can't think of what meditation's about. Well, I always like to stop and say, well, what do you consider to be meditation when people want are open and I talk to them and I say something along the lines of, have you tried talk to text or I went to a breath workshop. I don't, if they're open, they're, they're either, oh, that's awesome that you did that. Or they're to the degree of something like, which might just be feigning being positive and really not wanting to hear about it. Sure. I've had that feedback, but at least it's positive and it's kind, right? But what if it's, oh, really? What kind? What if they're just curious? What kind of breath work was it? Then if we're in a conversation then it's really appropriate to say, you know, I, I was challenged to try some breath work and it wasn't working for me and it was this and it was that. But, but then we're talking about specific techniques. We're not just putting a blanket statement. Because what happens in our minds when we put a blanket statement out there that says, I this doesn't work for me or I'm not good at it, what we're doing is we're limiting ourselves and we're limiting the universe. We're limiting what can happen for us. And why limit ourselves? Why? There's usually a reason why we don't want to go further. I have found that when I'm struggling or challenged and not moving quickly enough towards something that I want, there's usually a reason. And there's usually some type of gain that's coming. So why add more ways that we can be limited and restricting in our language and our speech. So, and how? You now this is really talking about and answering the question of how do we become more open? One of the fears of being more open is that if we're not good, if we don't trust ourselves to make good choices, we don't want to be more open because we're not sure what we might say yes to and we're in a very untrusting, skeptical place. Now that's not bad with all things. Or is it, if we allow ourselves to be confident and learn to say what we want and don't want and learn to not do things we don't want, we don't have to be critical and we don't have to be limiting to say no or to decide something different than what everyone else is doing. We're allowed to be individuals. So, you know... Meditation is difficult and I can't do it, or I've never been able to meditate is a fine statement. But what if, if that's our first reaction to somebody saying, man, I, I just did a meditation, or if you would meditate, that might really help. Well, I just this close, right? It's, it's similar to when we say, I know. When I take on a client that says, I know, when I share something with them, I ask, I go, could you mind if I share you a thought or something that I have um, learned through studies or read or that I know to be true um, or that I'm, that I would like you to consider or blah, 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 blah. And I share something and I go, oh, well, I know. And, or I know, but, or I know when we say, I know to something someone else has said, what we're basically doing is putting up a door to stop more information coming in. We're putting a door to whatever information was on its way in, and we're communicating to the other person that and our, our conscious, unconscious minds to not let that into our brain. So our conscious mind is, is, is frontal lobe, you know, just everything happening in our thinking brain is doing it's not only absorbing everything from our senses it's absorbing things from our visceral systems it's listening to our bodies our heart our gut it's also pulling in information from our senses yes but it's getting it pulling information from our thoughts and our feelings so ears eyes and and it's managing it's it's processing ability is about 50 bits per second 50 bits of information per second. So it's busy deleting, generalizing and distorting information to make it fit where it needs to or whatever all those other agendas are. The unconscious mind is, is processing over 400 billion bits per second. So there's a lot going on and very little that we can manage. So if we say, I know, it's not just a basic limitation. If we push off somebody who's telling us something we really don't know or haven't demonstrated or don't have evidence of in our life, and we say, oh, I know, I know, I know, then we're pushing it away. Another way we do that is to talk poorly about an idea or something someone's doing or just say, oh, I can't do that. And we have these belief systems that are keeping us from something meditation's a funny one. I was working with somebody on about meditation and about just finding a way. It wasn't about meditation. It was finding a way to quiet the mind and come into this moment of peace where nothing else was happening and they could just sit and listen. And they had so many loud ideas and beliefs and thoughts in their mind. They just, they they felt like they could never get a moment's peace, including in their sleep because they'd be dreaming and sleeping rough and everything else. And I shared with them my stories of literally the first time I felt like I had accomplished that and kind of connected the dots. I had been working cattle and I had been on the ground working a gate with large animals, with large cows and bulls. And I, that, if you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me mention this before. You've seen it in my information. It's, I got hyper-focused for safety reasons on that gate and those cows and the instructions being given and what needed to happen. And it was like, my brain did nothing else but focus on that and was able to really rest. So it took that type of environment for me to realize and connect that I could let my brain rest and not think about anything else. But maybe it was adrenaline that had to get me there, but it got me there. Now, acknowledging that allowed me to grow and learn to meditate and do other things as we go. So again, by when somebody says meditate, instead of, you know, I would have been like, ah, yeah, well, I can't do that. Well, then I learned to say, oh, I think I found a way to do that. And people might have looked at me strange. Like, what do you mean you're doing that when you're working cows? Well, I think I, I think I am. I felt so refreshed and rejuvenated after doing that. So I was working with that person on meditation and really what it came down to was just helping them find a place, but they couldn't get there because they had these beliefs and these stories that it wouldn't work for them because of their perception of what meditation looked like. They had been to a few different places where people taught meditation and it was about perfect. It was about specific body position and, and alignment of the spine and the breathing and the way they focus their eyes. They were fairly advanced meditation techniques for people who make, who spend a significant amount of time meditating and helping others learn meditation. Fantastic. That person may move through what they need to learn to find that peace and calm, but let's just first start by what people mean when they say things, right? Now we can get more open and understanding and learning what they're talking about. Stay curious, right? Stay curious. It's one way to stay open. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to drop it there. Cause I think that's the, that's the basic point <clears throat> to today that I wanted to talk about is that how we close things off. And how even in our daily walk, you know, my example was that I was sitting there saying that, saying something about what talk to text is like for me. When talk to text has become a really amazing tool for me to capture ideas. And it's not even just about capturing ideas. When I am using talk to text throughout my day, not a lot, just even once or twice, even every other day. So it's not something I'm doing all the time. Just when the right inspired thought comes. Or I really want to communicate something to someone quickly and I don't feel like I want to stop and thumb it out. So... Or tap it out, either one on a phone screen. So when I, <clears throat> and I use talk to text, it saves me. But one of the other things it does is it allows me to stay in the emotional frame that I like to stay in when I'm staying in command of things, when I'm managing all of the pieces of life that I have committed to manage, whether it's the home The business, the clients, businesses, the commitments I've made to clients, the interpersonal relationships, the civic clubs and groups that I'm a part of, any of those that I, that anything that's going on, it allows me to stay in that place rather than just coming to a slow screeching, grinding halt to take some kind of a break, which has me unproductive for a period of time because I've learned I can rest and still be productive there's no there's no need to unplug from the universe the only reason i had that is cuz that's what i believed so same things happening when we say oh i i that doesn't work for me or man we're just pushing it out because of some belief but we're not staying open some belief or story that we have about something in our life from someone else and if there's it's evidence that we're not staying in the moment. It's evidence that we're not staying current and that we're not in a relationship with who we're talking to in the moment. And they don't even know how many people they're having a relationship with when we do this. Because when I talk to you and I'm thinking about an experience I had a year ago and I'm framing my conversations and the things I'm saying based on that conversation a year ago instead of based on the conversation we're having today. And I'm not in that relationship in that moment with that person. And I'm bringing old other, uh, old other relationships into it. So we want to live in the moment where we're most powerful, most impactful where we're the least stressed, we want to stay as much as we can in our moments. And I'm I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna close on one more thing, but we want to stay in those moments. We want to stay curious. There's nothing out there is a threat to us. If we're in environments where there's a, a lot of people's words and questions to us or a threat to us, it's time to consider changing our environment. Because there's, unless we need to be there for an obligatory reason, if it's obligatory, great. We, then we protect ourselves, we prepare ourselves mentally, and we go in and we do what we need to do and we get out. But otherwise, if we're sitting voluntarily in, in circles and, and groups and friends, that all they do is close us off and put us down and back us up, it's time to find new. It's time to move on and find other circles. So, and I have made huge gains and I had a, by really paying attention to that and opening up to that, because for a long time I was closed because of a belief that you never leave people behind. But I had a lot of beliefs that were holding me back. So this is how we start unlocking the things that are holding us back. Get in the moment be current in the relationship you're in and the conversation you're in and stay curious and just notice if you feel reactive and like you need to make a point or say something sharp, count to 10, just stop and count to 10, count to 10 and then see if that's the right response or right reaction. Or if you maybe still have the opportunity to stay curious and open to what the other person's really talking about, because you still don't have to agree or buy into what they're saying to hear and listen to what they're, what they're saying. And what a great service that is for us to do for each other is to truly listen. So I said, I was going to share a story. I'll do it on the next one. It's uh very relative, but it's going to be, it's pertinent to the next point as well. So I, you know, some of these conversations the last week and the last couple of weeks and this week, other than the few recordings that I dropped um, that were, were problems that I ended, ended up not releasing, most of this is coming from your conversations with me, your questions, your, your queries to me about, hey, what were you really meaning when you said that? Or can you dig deeper on that topic? Or, hey, I hit this wall with something. And most of these thoughts around this have come from, A couple people that really kind of jumped up on this bandwagon with me today to discover ways that we're uh, limiting ourselves. So we'll see you next time. Have a beautiful week. Thank you for joining us for another amazing episode of The Point with me, Jeff Spikes. The greatest compliment you could give me is liking, loving, and sharing this episode with all your friends. So please, if you're on Spotify, iHeart, or iTunes, leave a five star rating and review. If you're on YouTube, Like and subscribe, make sure to tag me. I love hearing from you, the listeners of this show. The links for all my social and iTunes are in the show notes. Also, if you'd like to engage with me in anything related to my coaching, consulting, speaking, or programs, please visit jeffspikes.com for everything you would need to know to engage with me offline. And lastly, thank you for your time, your attention, and your consideration. This is The Point.